What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Movie Crush Friday Interview Edition. And this is a rare two-parter because it was just such a great conversation and such a long conversation. And it, it divided up nicely into two pieces. So if you listened last week to Brett Gelman and David Harbour and Joe Keery and I having a, a great, great talk about art and movies and Stranger Things, hope you enjoyed that. Here we are with part two where we talk about the great independent film from the mid-90s, Big Night starring Tony Shalhoub and Stanley Tucci and Ian Holm and Isabella Rossellini and Minnie Driver. Such a wonderful movie. Weirdly, Mark Anthony is in this movie. We talk about that a little bit. And all these guys had great respect and love for this film, uh, as do I. And uh, so we get a lot of, lot of good discussion out of this one. So I hope you enjoyed part one. And here we go with part two with Joe Keery, David Harbour, and Brett Gelman and me on Big Night. Well, guys... Should we talk Big Night? Yeah, let's talk. Yeah. Yeah. Is this going to be like a four-hour yeah. podcast? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, first, I got to pull edit up this all photo. This stuff out. Don't Check just... out this photo. Okay, you guys all know. I showed this to David earlier. <laughs> I love that you were telling me that this you weren't going to show this photo because we're on a podcast. Listen, I can't not show you. And no one can life. see this. Check photo. This what is the photo? Is it you with Tony Shalhoub? No, you know, you know Tony Shalhoub in the movie. Can you picture how he looks? Oh yeah. Look at this character from Lady and the Tramp. 
yeah. Is that not like exactly? Well, it's, him. it's like one of the cooks that served them spaghetti. It's mm-hmm. primo. It's pretty much, I bet he saw that and was like, this is kind of what I'm going to base the character off of is this small, you know, animated lady right. in the tram that, character. I mean, that's, <laughs> and then speaking of greatest actors, that guy. Tony Shalhoub. I, uh, I got his number surreptitiously today. I want to call him so bad. He, I, I had him in here. Oh, you did? Okay. Uh, he's a, a friend of a friend of mine. And uh, went to New York and was able to interview him separately from his wife, Brooke, who was in one of my favorite all-time movies, Days of Heaven. And so I got to talk to Brooke. But his Tony is great, first of all. You should totally call him. No, I know him. I know him, yeah. Oh, okay. And he would – he picked uh, The Sting – was great, his oh, great yeah. movie. The oh, Sting yeah, is movie. such oh, a, great yeah, a great movie. It was a what fun a duo. conversation. What huh? a duo, those two. Oh, oh man, my know, God. Right? Such ridiculous. Stu- it's like Incredible. just unfair. They're just like the. Well, and also what Robert Shaw, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Robert yeah. Shaw's oh, yeah. great in that movie. Yeah. And uh, and what's her name? And uh, Catherine Ross. Brennan. Oh, no, wait, Brennan. That's, uh, Butch Cassidy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Who's, and then and Charles Durning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, as Lots the cop or whatever. Yeah. And then there's even the guy who's the radio operator who's been in everything, like the older guy. He reminds me a little bit of like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that character actor. Right. Yeah, yeah. What is yeah. Like I mean, coming down the pike. Yeah, <laughs> the horse race guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Newman and Redford, it's just ridiculous. that Those guys look like that. I, I work charm. So that funny <laughs> I and played, charming. And, I played Tony's nemesis in this... Short-lived sitcom a, a few years Who? ago. Who? Oh, really? Shalhoub. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. so fun. I played like his nemesis, and I was like, I didn't even care what the show was. Yeah. when I was told that I was going to get to act with him, and uh, I don't even I don't know if he would remember me, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we would hear you know have <coughs> great conversations about where I mean about acting, yeah. you know, where I would mostly listen, and. Uh, and I remember there was this one scene where I was – I think I was getting like a little like tired of like the the crew was like not – the the production team was not like being that great to me. So I was like <laughs> – I think I was getting a little punchy and so I was really – A little testy. <laughs> there was this wow. one – my last <laughs> scene of the day. Pull the Gelman. My last scene of the day. Wait, ex- wait what do you mean pull yeah. the Gelman? You're going to like paint me as somebody who's difficult on oh, set. He's pulling a Gelman. No, no, no. You p- They're all saying I'm a crew. very yeah. professional person. Yeah. No, I just was like putting it into the acting and so uh-huh. it was like very big. <laughs> and I remember I was like, screaming my line <laughs> and Shalhoub walked in and went bigger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was not like yelling uh, at him. So I don't do that. He's Never. great. He has such a great face. Just one of those faces. <laughs> Man, he does have such an expressive face. Yeah. yeah. It's great. The best part, I think, my whole my favorite scene in the whole movie is the last scene. It just is like the whole movie in like a little microcosm. Yeah, where, where they don't speak? Where they, yeah, where they're just making the eggs making and he comes yeah. in and they have yeah. like a moment. It's just like their whole relationship is that's it right there. They'll like stick, yeah. they're like, they'll stick together through anything. It's the like great. Ian great. Holm. The great uh, Ian Holm. So good oh, yeah. He's too. excellent. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, I mean, there's a whole series of these movies that I think. It's like a really interesting little thing that tried to happen and I think fizzled out really quickly. And what do you I, mean? I'd like to see more of that. So, because uh, I did a play with Oliver Platt mm-hmm. and uh, and Oliver produces these movies along with Stanley. And I remember this was this was after both Big Night and Imposters had come out. I think before they did Joe Gould's Secret. But 
I remember talking to Oliver about this, and it was just like him and Stanley like getting together. It's a bunch of actors, like real. And again, it's that real thing where it's like actors, actors, like you yeah. know, kind of New York guys, guys that are successful but not huge stars. So it's not a huge star project. It's more like an ensemble, and they get together like all of their buddies or yeah. people they've wanted to work yeah. with. And they had this kind of, it's almost like a theater company where they made, so they made this movie Big Night first, and then they made a movie called The Imposters, mm -hmm. which doesn't work as well, but is interesting and has right. a lot of the same people. So it's kind of like this ensemble that they're just, well, in this one, yeah, they're going to be they the, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. And they just yeah. shove, like, the funny thing about it, so Big Night is very specific in its structure, and then The Imposters is this is like ridiculous. I mean, right. it's, it's sort like of a like, farce. it's kind of set in the fifties and it's about these two actors played by Stanley Tucci and Oliver Platt. And then they somehow like Alfred Molina is like this big pretentious actor and they oh, get in a fight with oh, him. That's great. And then they wind up on a cruise ship oh, with yeah. Alfred Molina and they're like pretending to be parts of the crew. So they don't have to deal with him. But then there's like all these characters and they wind up just going into cabins on the cruise ship and they will be like Alice and Janney and, Who's the guy? Oh, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Great character actor. God, I haven't won, seen this movie in Who so won long. the Oscar for that drumming movie, the indie drumming movie? J.K. Simmons? Oh. No, the guy who's in. No, sorry, it's a different. It's, it's the very, indie very. Indie drumming movie. I know you where, mean. You're no, about he like takes Richard, in. Uh, uh, he, uh, he's the father and stepbrother. Yes, yeah. Richard Jenkins. So he. Um, Richard Jenkins and Allison Janney the are like father these. Step are like these. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, is he's the father and stepbrothers, <laughs> right? Funny, yeah. But he's like, they're like, listen, Johnny, like, what are we going to do when we get out of here, Johnny? Like, there's all these little uh, little rooms with all these different characters. Yeah. And they just sort of wind up on this boat. And Tony Shalhoub, like, pretends to be the first mate, but he's secretly, like, he's some like a terrorist, Russian right? terrorist. Yeah. He's, like, <laughs> trying to blow up the boat because he believes in communism. And then at the end, he goes, he goes like, we should all have, like, there should be no individual. We should have one single face. One single face. What? And it just cuts to all these faces. But it was just this time where, like, these guys were – and then they made this movie called Joe Gold's Secret. But there, there were these this time when these guys were just, like – it was, like, real indie film, right? Like, yeah. yeah. This was, like, a real New York indie film. This was yep. 1996, Yeah, right? that mid-'90s okay. New York kind of indie Campbell Scott, too. So great. Yeah, and, like, this was, like, when Parker Posey was, yep. like, the queen of – you know, indies, yeah. and you had like Campbell Scott, and like you know, even like uh, Liev is uh -huh. in it. He's like an extra in this. Liev is yeah, like, the bouncer at the. Um, get out. Yeah, he has he has no lines. I think. Get no, out. He doesn't have no any lines. lines. Yeah, he's no the lines. bouncer at, at Ian Holm's uh, you know, restaurant. Right, I, think he, I thought that I think was he him. lights Isabella wait, wait, cigarette or in, something. In, in, in Big in Night. Get out. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, but he was in. He's young. He's like, just, he was in that mid-90s. Like, with I don't know if you saw the movie The Day Trippers. Yeah. Exactly. It was so exactly. fucking great. That's another Day one Trippers. of those. I mean, Anne Mira in that uh, movie. And isn't Stanley Tucci the lead in that as well? Yeah, he's, he's the, in he's that the guy lot. who's cheating yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, one they yeah, yeah, go into yeah. New York to try yes, and bust. Yes, but, yes, oh, my yes, God. Anne Mira in that movie. Talk about a performance. Yeah. Whoa. That movie was great. Yeah. But, no, I. it would be great to – do that again. But that's the thing. That like they again. were they were kind of throwing together these things. And I remember like talking to Ollie after they did Imposters and him being like, yeah, it didn't really work. And I think the movies didn't make as much money. But it was this like thing that I 
I've always dreamed about a New York being like this place of like truly mm-hmm. indie films that don't really work in a you know, but they're just doing it. But they're just fun and they're interesting and they're different. But Big Night works. Artistically, I, yeah, it's sloppy though yeah. in a lot of ways. It made a little money too. I mean, I think it, it cost yeah. four million bucks and grossed like fifteen, which oh, is wow. great okay. for yeah. if that's what you're trying to do. I mean, do. it's also it's just a, like, like a simple story, you know. What yeah. I mean? It's not really yeah. complicated. There's no frills no. to it. It's just like a yeah. real story, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it, like, it likes the it's 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 concise in its sloppiness. I think so. I think it's it's it breathes I, yeah, a I lot. Agree. Yeah, I think it's I think it's deliberate in how it breathes. Rather than being yeah too messy, yeah. I mean, there are so many great scenes in silence, uh, and not just the ending scene, but the the introduction to the whole film. And it's one of my favorite things that movies do is when you just set up something so efficiently, character wise, in the first three or four minutes, and you know immediately in this movie when when Shalub it's sort of like an old world, new world thing. Mm-hmm. Shalub is back there. The ingredients matter. Stanley Tucci's straightening the chairs, and then they have this fucking woman smoking yeah. a cigarette, complaining about the risotto. Who is uh, what's her name? That's such a great actress. Yeah, she's, holy shit. Uh huh. What's her name? Who plays that? I don't know. Who that I don't woman. know who that uh, was either. Damn it. Yeah, she's, she's great. great. She plays Woody Allen's sister in Crimes and Misdemeanors. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh, Carolyn Arendt, is that her name? <laughs> I mean, but you're so right. It just instantly so sets up the New movie. York, like, yeah, like you know everything you need to know like about everybody's roles. It's just like, yeah. okay, yeah. I know this whole setup in just one second. She is a Philistine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> fucking criminal. Yeah. yeah. And also the fact, yeah. I, I had an experience that I used to wait tables in East Hampton. Uh, I waited at a place at Jerry Delphine and we had a chef that's kind of similar to that. It uh-huh. was like – I remember we had soft-shell crabs and uh, he wanted to prepare them medium rare. And when this couple came in and she wanted them well done. Mm. And I was like, I'll, I'll have to ask the chef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she was like, you know, I just want them well done. Just make them well done. And I was like, uh, okay, excuse me. You don't know, <laughs> this, went, you don't know this guy. <laughs> yeah. And I went back and I said, uh, sorry, Chef Table um, 15 would like the soft shell crabs. Well, well done. He was like, what? What did you say to me? I was like, they just. They, He's they, mad at you all of a sudden. Oh, furious. <laughs> furious. He was like, these are fresh crabs. These are fresh crabs. What the fuck are you doing? Which table? Which table? And he picked up a fucking live soft shell crab, walked out to the table and threw it at her. And then, like, service stopped and, like, every – this guy was fucking crazy. I've uh, seen a lot crazy of stuff little, go down. And, yeah. yeah, sous chefs, like, overworked sous chefs, yeah. just, like, For furious. Sure. Um, Speaking of cocaine. Exactly. Exactly. I worked at this restaurant uh, in Chicago and it was like that. You couldn't substitute or change anything on the order. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, th- this is the way you're going to have it. You know what yeah. I mean? And a bunch of people would come in, tourists from out of town. And you're just the middleman in this shit sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Like there is no good ending for you. You're either, you know, not they're not happy at you, or they're not happy at you. You're just kind of like fucked. Well, and the lady in the movie eventually wants spaghetti and meatballs, which they yeah. won't even yeah. give her that. And Stanley Tucci has that great line. You know, sometimes spaghetti just likes to be alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't yeah. come with meatballs. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the spaghetti just of... likes to be alone. Yeah. Stanley Tucci. <laughs> Stanley Tucci is incredible. Yeah. Just oh, he's make so great. it a pasta. Just make it, make it, make, make it, it yeah. make yeah. it, make it. And make I think it. it's like sometimes it's really like uh, lead characters can suffer from being kind of like being the lead character. Uh-huh. 
and he has such like a specific sort of he has specific issues yeah. you know what I mean and problems and kind of hang ups in the movie it's not just like he doesn't get kind of stuck by just being the person who is like kind of the leading this movie you know right I mean? it mu- they must have been going by some sort of Cassavetti's model to some degree. It's not as messy as Cassavetti's no, no. though. Jesus. I mean, but y- I, I feel yeah, that. yeah, it's, you know, indie character driven piece. Right. Although, you know what, again, when I say messy, like for example, I think the messiest thing is like I think Minnie Driver's character is terrible. I think her, it's a terrible character. The character? No, yeah, not her performance, uh-huh. but it's a terrible character. Just not it, she's she doesn't do anything. Eh, she doesn't have any she doesn't have any purpose except to be a foil and he treats her like shit and she yeah. accepts it. Until the end, and she just leaves. It's great tension with the Isabella Rossellini, right? Affair. But it, but it's it, she doesn't she, actually serve. Well, there should any... be some twist, or like she yeah, should have right. agency at some point, mm-hmm. where yeah. she says something to him. Yeah. But instead, she just kind of peters out. And I think at the end, she breaks up with him on the beach. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. After she's already known that he's screwing Isabella. Well, Rossellini. he busts her uh, them in the bathroom kissing. Right. But you're right. right there's right. little consequence there for her character. Period. Right, Which, that's the uh, thing. Yeah, and so there are like these little story threads that kind of don't kind of go anywhere. Right, but it, yeah, yeah, they should have tied that into like the um, I don't know, Louis Prima, you know, like, yeah, he or drives off like with that, many or, driver, or, or, or you know, <laughs> yeah, or something, yeah, exactly. you know, no, no, yeah, just like something, something where she, where, yeah, exactly, because that's kind of you're right, it's a missed opportunity, especially because you know, she's good. It's just the fact that the, you know. The, the, there, there really isn't like a full arc necessarily because she right. doesn't come into use for the plot. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Um, but she's yeah, an I, instrument to show where Tucci's character is at. Yeah, because he won't yeah, sleep with her. Him to, yeah, they're in the car making out, and he's like, "I want everything to be nice." And right, but then he goes have and more has money sex with and, Isabella Rossellini. Exactly. Right, right, right. right, right. But who wouldn't? And I mean, it's <laughs> classically like them. Are, they're dealing with the. Art and commerce question, right? Which yeah. this all started with, which was basically like Ian Holm, like making spaghetti meatballs for everybody. <laughs> like, and you the, know, the flames like, at the table. Yeah, the flames and, and yeah. the. Whole thing. Oh, yeah. And, like, and that fucking look, because you know, you find out later that Ian Holm knows yeah. that Tucci's been having an affair yeah. with Rossellini. That when first the look that Ian Holm gives Tucci in the movie is just like, that's such incredible acting. Yeah. If you backtrack. Wow, to I like don't remember this. The anger in his eyes. Really? In that opening shot. Yeah, it's great. Wow. I like, yeah, we were talking about this earlier, the shot where it's like this, where they're talking in the Oh, oh yeah. And, it's, <laughs> With and then the, they, it's so the, great. The light, the death Why did they frame is, up like that? Like, why did that, they? And then he. Yeah. And that to brilliant. me is the kind of shit that's really fun in movies like yeah. that. As you get to like take chances like that. Whereas any other movie, they'd be like. What the fuck? Are, yeah, we can't see his like, face. No like, way. get the light yeah. out of there. Yeah, I kind of. I found. I mean, I'd seen the movie a few times, but today I was distracted by that thinking because I'd kind of forgotten the gag. I was like, why is that in this eye line? But then I thought character-wise, this is a guy, because he thinks that lamp is so beautiful, would put it in a place where anyone sitting on his couch would, you know. Have to notice it. Yeah. 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 His view would be blocked and it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. And also, like, also it makes his face look like a big old yeah. fucking yeah. Like, mustache right. junk or something. I mean, yeah. it's like interesting. Like yeah, I, don't, like, I don't know that it has specific meaning. I don't know. But it well, has like, something it kinda, that makes you think. kind of does because when like he knocks could, it yeah. down, it goes from being in his thing to all of a sudden it blocks Stanley Tucci in yeah. the reverse. Yeah, it might have yeah. just you know? been a, fun, a camera you know, guy. It's kind of like you know? a, I feel like it's a power play too. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see my whole face and he's also bullshitting him. He's also yeah. conning him, him into humiliation. So... He doesn't want the the full truth is not yeah. being revealed of this character. 
So yeah. that's yeah, who knows? Who knows how much that was I mean, I'm sure some of that was thought about, right? There's uh it had to have been. Yeah. Can I tell you my favorite? I, it I can't laugh. just be like the lamp. I laugh cool. so hard. <laughs> I laugh so hard every time I see this when this movie is when he goes into the flower shop. Oh, dude. And she tells, oh, him, yeah. she tells him she's reading a book or uh-huh. something. Yeah. And he just has nothing to say. <laughs> then he's walking out and he says, what's, what's, what does he say? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> like, what's? And, and she's like, what? She's yeah. like, what? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and he's like, in the book, in the book, what, what? And she's like, oh, oh. oh, yeah. And she explains the plot of the book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say when he stepped into the flower cooler. No, that's amazing, too. That happens right too. after that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she's just so charmed by him, you know. Yeah. It's like he steps in the cooler and sweet, like, kind of 30-something Alice and Janney. It's, like, I, yeah. so great. I like that relationship. Again, that's a performance I think that's really difficult to play. Like, you have this again, guy that's, like, because you have this guy who's, like, super hard Right, mm-hmm. like about food and artistry, and so you have to believe that that guy would be so smitten, baffled, childlike <laughs> yeah. that he would walk yeah. into a flower thing. But it, again, it is out of his passion for the perfect flower as well, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I think so it's like, romance. It's like it's all yeah. romantic. Uh-huh. Life is romantic, and he'll die. Yeah, he totally by is. that sword. Mm. It is kind of like easy. I can imagine that these the roles like him and Ian Holm and like. I could imagine those those characters could easily fall into a stereotype. Do you know what I mean? Like the guy, the kind of club owner who's like that. And then his yeah. sort But, you know, I think it just kind of says like a lot about the performances that it feels so genuine on both of their accounts, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those movies where you know as an audience member that pretty early on that Louis Prima is not going to show up. Yeah, that, yeah. It's like yeah. waiting for Guffman or waiting for Godot. Yeah, waiting you for know Godot, it's yeah. not happening. And it's about. I mean, even the title itself, right? Yeah, it's the big night, right? And those you scenes are just so joyous when, when they finally, you know, dinner's on, and it's such a love letter to food and wine and and just being together. And the, they start dancing and drinking, and it's just like you can't help but like smile and like want to be in that room with all these weird. They assemble all these weird people, like the food critic and the flower lady and they all yeah. come there to see Louis Prima who you know is not going to show up and it's really pretty great and the yeah. car sale I like that guy oh, yeah. I like that guy that's Campbell Scott the okay. actor yeah. who's George C. Scott's son I yeah. did, okay I did not is, know who that was he was a great actor he's a funny he's, guy yeah, he, like he he sort of Hollywood tried to make him a movie star with Forever Young Dying Young oh Dying no, Young no both I, no 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 oh. he had two I know Dying Young his was first two movies a oh, long time companion and Dying Young were his first two films. Yeah, I'm not familiar so at all. So Di- Dying Young was a, movie, was a movie with Julie Roberts where he had, I think he has cancer or something and he doesn't want to be in a relation with her sort of because he's afraid. And, or I think, I don't know. Or she's That's taking care of him and he's deal. like difficult. Right. And then and he then, softens but and then he they dies. Were, they were trying to push him to be a star because he's really good looking, good actor. And then I think that he had the sort of same, has the sort of same artistic chip on his shoulder that his father had. Which is like he just sort of didn't. I don't think he wanted to be a star, and he was just like, you know, screw you guys. Like his dad famously um, uh, was, I think, won the Oscar for best actor, and I think that it was like, I forget who called him. Like he was asleep. He didn't go. He doesn't go to the Oscars, <laughs> and and George C. Scott was asleep, and someone called him and was like, "Oh my God, you just won!" He's like, "Don't." Wake me up! <laughs> like, how could you call and wake me up? 
<laughs> that so is like so you know, funny. he was just a real just a real artist. Guy, I mean, yeah. just a real like hater of Hollywood. And I think that like that they rubbed tried off. Yeah, to, yeah. Right. But you know, uh, Campbell, like he seems like a real. I mean, he's a really good actor. Um, but uh, yeah, he sort of has has had this weird career where yeah, can, you know, like you, it's it's interesting to me that like you would know who he is, right? You know who he is, yeah, of course, yeah. But like you wouldn't, yeah, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, he would have completely kind of missed that. Um, singles was kind of his big. No singles. Oh yeah, singles. Wasn't yes. that with like all of them though? Like, wasn't even Ollie Platt in that and stuff or no? Was singles with Kevin was Bacon. Matt Dillon? Was it? Ke- oh no, Matt Dillon and Bridget Fonda. Yep. Oh, Bridget. Kira Sedgwick. Yeah, Kira Sedgwick. Cameron Crowe's sort of uh, back oh, when he was singles. still doing really great movies. Wow, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I feel bad. Yeah. No, it's weird. Uh, and like, then like the grunge scene, you know? You yeah. Have, like you have Soundgarden. Yeah. yeah. I'm like watching the Soundgarden. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> It's like... I don't know if these guys are hanging out to this. I get it. It's Seattle. They're in Seattle. Uh, but it's like one of those great things about those types of those Cameron Crowe movies of like you're like, I don't give a shit. The moment's great. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, for sure. He, he knew how to write a movie moment for sure. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure, to start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee. Sounds perfect. That's funny. Like, did anybody see that roadies show? No. I never saw that. I auditioned for it. I saw like five minutes of he, it. That was his show, right? I remember yeah. hearing it. I was like, oh, that sounds like kind of yeah, a cool Yeah, I don't know what, what happened. Like, Because then he made that movie with um, made that movie with uh, Legolas. Uh... Lando Bloom. Yeah, yeah, and, and where uh, Emma Stone is Asian? No, 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 no. That was, was that uh, was the next one. Oh. No, that was, there was one Bradley with, Cooper. Uh, right? There was one with uh, 
Yeah, uh, what's Orlando Bloom and uh, and uh, Kirsten Dunst? Oh, right. It was called uh, like Leaving Elizabeth Province. Oh, Elizabeth Town. Yeah. Did you see yeah. that? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's right. No, never saw it. Uh, and then yeah, there was the so Hawaii great. movie. And then there was yep. the Hawaii Aloha. And then we bought a zoo. No, that was we not him. Was before that. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we bought a zoo. Was I, I auditioned. Yeah. I auditioned for him for We Bought a Zoo. Did you audition for one of the animals? <laughs> <laughs> who else? Who else is in? Who else is in? It's got to be just a it's dude like and Damon his wife and his buying son, a zoo, right? right? Oh, like, man, who man, would you be? At Don't one they point, say? they were like, "Let's have a talking zebra." <laughs> <laughs> Animated. We who you find out is actually an insane There's person. There's like a dream <laughs> by the end with a rhino. Like yeah. Gelman in here. It was yeah. a big reveal that my character was insane and Matt Damon's character was the stupidest person on earth because he believed that I was a zebra. Uh, I thought he, I thought I was a zebra. He believed I was a zebra. That would have been a better uh, movie. And he, and he never even bought a zoo. No, he never bought a zoo. He, he bought an next. outdoors insane asylum. <laughs> but they didn't tell him because the former owner of the insane asylum had gone insane and thought he was in a zoo too. Uh, what was, an interesting movie. It was a better I movie. Watch that movie. <laughs> I would movie. totally watch that movie. Oh man! I, mean, I don't think you'd have as many heart wrenching <laughs> moments, but it'd be like a thriller. It'd be very it'd be like Shutter Island. You'd just be, <laughs> you know, yeah. you'd be like, oh my god! Yeah, it's like the Island of Doctor Moreau meets yes, Shutter Island. That's the movie I've been. I want to see that movie. Just a real head scratcher. I saw the Island of Doctor Moreau <laughs> yeah, in the theater. That Dude, was just wow. that movie. Crazy. I saw it in theater too when yeah. I was young. I was like super during the excited. day. Yeah, yeah, I was too. Cause like Brando. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, and I Val Kilmer. We were, yeah, Val Kilmer. They tried to out crazy one another on set. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Have and, you seen and that also one, David Thewlis. Crazy. Oh yeah, he's Dude, in it. David but I didn't know Thewlis who David Thewlis is like Thewlis the lead. I I think I had already seen that Mike Lee movie with him naked. Oh man, Have naked came out that? before the Island of Doctor Moreau. I think so because oh, I think wow. that's how you put David Thewlis in right. a leading part in a movie with Brando. Is you'd be like. How good was that guy in Naked? Let's put him in this. Yeah, it's right. going to be amazing. He can run. It's own. got Val Kilmer, Brando, and a bunch of cats running yeah. around. God, that movie oh, is David, David Thewlis. Do you know this movie? I, I know of it. I have not. I only uh, know just, it from the It's Brando unwatchable. Like it's one unwatchable. of the legendary train wrecks. And it yeah, also has the yeah. smallest person in the world in it, or one of the smallest oh, yeah, people that, in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it, isn't it based on some It's a book. book? It's H.G. Yeah. Wells. Yeah. It's about and there's a documentary about There's a documentary but, about mm-hmm. the making of it, too. Oh, really? Wow. That's supposedly. Which is just like how much of a shit show it was. Yeah, it was like a what gigantic happened. disaster. Oh, I can't even imagine. Wow. Oh, the animal people are just like, me, father. Isn't that Brando's <laughs> last movie? Father. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, that deserves a rewatch. <laughs> we should watch that tonight. I think, yeah, I think <laughs> we should watch that I think that I'm going to go back because yeah. even what you're doing right yeah. now is <laughs> making me feel like. Father. Yeah. <laughs> like, deserve a reboot. No, it was like, like animal. Talk about we bought a zoo. <laughs> it was Animal like, human performances that yeah. made you nauseated. <laughs> yeah. They were just like, it was like watching stop motion well, animation, but in real was, life. But also, part of the thing was that they were dying or something, right? Like, wasn't who the conceit direct, that, like, he one? was genetically manipulating a bunch of people, like, consigning them to death? Yeah. Like, it was a something. dark premise. Yeah. I just remember that being part of the disturbing thing was you were watching these, like, half animal people, but they were also, like, 
like where's the horrible... where's the remake of this movie? Yeah, when does that come down the pipe? It's, uh, you know, let's do it. it. Matt, Matt Damon, Matt Damon, Crow, Cameron Crow, <laughs> Matt Damon, and Emma Brett Stone as as every animal. <laughs> Father, <laughs> daddy, you do that so well, dude. You really do do that. Well. John Frankenheimer oh, directed that. That's crazy. Wow, but he stepped in for this other guy. Oh, though. is it one of those? Yeah, gotcha. it's like Other the Ron Howard in the Han Solo movie sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Trying to clean up the mess. <laughs> I guess. I guess. We so bought big night. a zoo. <laughs> yeah, big, right. yeah, big, big night. night. Back to Big we Night. We bought a big night. Well, Mark Anthony is weirdly in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. I know. Isn't that crazy? And just doesn't have much to do. It's great that he's in there. Does, Does he, he have any lines? I think he, he has, has a, a line lines, or two at right? the very end. but He plays the busboy kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Is he like friends with them? I don't that's know. The thing. Like, he I had think to he's... have been friends with them, or maybe he just like he had probably been already been like a music star and kind of wanted to get into acting. Maybe, maybe I couldn't they're... remember where he was career wise in '96. Okay. And then they're like, "Be a bus boy." He was great. <laughs> I honestly, I mean, think he's great, great though. He the great, end, the end scene, he puts yeah, all that uh-huh. egg, like eggs on his toast. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was like, oh, that's fair. No, I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. he's <laughs> transforms into that character. Yeah. He is far from who that guy yeah, is. Yeah. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. actually, you kind of get a sense that he and Minnie Driver, because he consoles her at the end and oh, gives her his coat. So maybe I mean, that oh, might be one. Right. Oh, there you go. Who knows? Don't feel too bad for her. I like that end to the Minnie Driver character. Yeah, she I like leaves. that she kind of goes <laughs> off with Mark Anthony or something, and then she becomes an yeah. international music star. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and Tucci and and Chaloub have that great scene on the beach at the end, and I don't know if anyone has brothers in, in here, but. There's something about like this sibling brotherly relationship that, like, once you know it and then you see it done right on screen, it's hard to see it any other way. Mm. Yeah, I don't have a brother, no but I do know yeah. that, like, uh, yeah, one of the things that strikes me so much about the scene. I mean, I can only imagine, but the idea that you get in a fist fight or a physical fight with your brother, yeah. but you don't want to hurt them because <laughs> That's they're exactly your brother, the thing. but you want to hurt them. Uh-huh. So you just kind of roll around being yeah. ineffective. Yeah, like yeah, no that to me is what's so haymakers. charming about it. Yeah. yeah. Is like yeah. It's you hate them childish, so much, yeah. but you also yeah. can't like actually punch them. Well, yeah. and you know, Tucci, he's, he's got all the pressure in the world on him because his, brother, his brother's the artist. He's trying to keep this business afloat. And they kind of flip at certain at a certain point when, when Chaloub, when Primo becomes a little more, like uh, kind of carefree about everything, and he starts having fun at the party on the big night, yeah. and then that's when yeah. Tucci switches and he's like incredibly uptight. I just yeah. thought it was sort of an interesting like character yeah. switch. Well, Chaloub always it's a comment on artist versus business because yeah. Chaloub always has his art and that satisfaction to lean back on. Yeah. Whereas Tucci, and that that is a constant thing. That cannot be taken away from him. Whereas your business, that can be taken away. But that also what becomes, control. and then what becomes so sad is that Ian Holmes has been trying to hire both of them. Yeah. yeah. Tucci feels like he's trying to hire because of him, and then he realizes you're just the come along for your brother. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just want your brother. And, you know, we well, this, that a, great exchange at the end, he has uh, such a great takedown. When he finds out, you know, he'd made the whole thing up basically to either get them to move away and go back to Italy and get out of his hair or hire them on. And uh, he says, like, you'll, uh, never it, ha- you'll never have my brother. Or yeah, you're, you're never going to have yeah. my brother. Basically, you're nothing. 
uh, he's what he has is rare. You're nothing. Right. And then in home, like an equally good yeah. burn. Oh, yes. Says I'm a businessman. What I'm anything I need to be at any time. Tell me what exactly are you? Yeah. And that's the last line in the movie. Yeah, the whole rest of it's yeah. played out in silence. You know. Oh the, wow, the that's great that's the last scene. line in the movie. Yeah, I mean they may wow. mutter something in the omelet scene, but there's really wow, nothing yeah, going yeah. on there. Wow. Oh, so that's the big thing of it's a in the end a study of Tucci's character that it's like. Yeah, he's not even a businessman. He's just a completely lost. Doesn't really have anything to person. offer. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And there's that... there's that scene where uh, Shalhoub is in the barber shop, uh-huh. right? And they're talking about Tucci mainly, right? Like they're talking. Yeah. Well, he's he talking, talking about the uncle's place back in Italy, right? And like you know that they should go back there. Yeah, yeah. But he's concerned about his brother. Yeah. Like he's you know. I mean, concerned about I feel like brother. Tucci, although is like kind of the most. Put together, he definitely seems like he's got like the biggest, you know, burden on his shoulders. Yeah. He seems kind of like the most yeah, he's a likely to spin out. You know? Well, and he's shielding his brother because it has that great smash cut at the beginning. He he leaves the bank knowing, and the whole audience knows, like they're done for unless they can make some money. And it smash cuts to Shalub at the table with the guy paying with the painting and saying, I wish I could pay. And he's yeah. like, what would I do with the money? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's like, oh, man. Put it with the other ones. You need so, it yeah. so bad. Yeah, put it with the other paintings. Yeah. yeah. So I, great. I, I, that, that bank scene, too, that's a guy that I know from New York. The banker guy is Peter McRobbie, who I also did uh, Brokeback Mountain with, with. That's a great actor, that and, guy. And I also did uh, a play called The Invention of Love With in New York. That guy is a great, like, character guy. Um, I love that scene too because he's like, is he coming? He's like, he's like, oh, renovations. Yes, it's a problem. And it's a, it's yeah. a big headache. Okay, I'm gonna stop you right now. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, so cold. <laughs> yeah, it's like I yeah. will not be charmed. Yeah, I see what <laughs> you're Italian doing. Man. Yeah, uh, right. Pain in the neck. So sad. It's such a, I mean, a sad film all at once. Uh, joyous because they do have this great night, and you see what that restaurant could have been. Uh, but you know, they opened across the street from. The, the Italian TGI Fridays, basically, hmm. that was the, uh, always going to win. The the moment with the timpano is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah man. Great moment when they yeah. make that. Just yeah. like staring I, I was so <laughs> hungry watching that. I was like, I want to cry. I have really no idea yeah. what. I have Seriously? no idea what <laughs> like, that thing Jesus. was. It was like, crazy. It just had like eggs and yeah, sausage. Eggs. And yeah, like, yeah, it was uh-huh. beautiful. And, they, and all of them like not yet, not yet. Yeah, yeah, Too hot. Too hot. It was so cool, though, because they, I mean, the business fails, but they had their night, and everyone that said something to them said that was the best meal I've ever had in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And it was just yeah. so gratifying. It's yeah. just such a love layer to food. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You can't help but want to eat after you've seen this thing. Mm. I like how Tucci is also, makes me think like the the background of the story is like, he's the younger brother. I like how, yeah. you know, you, you think of Primo like, and Secundo. Yeah, yeah, you think Shalhoub yeah. is like, he's like this big brother who's really talented and is like this master in the kitchen. He's just trying to like keep up and play some part in this other guy's thing. And maybe his like greatest insecurity is the fact that he has nothing to, to bring and give. Yeah. And that's kind of what's revealed at the end of the movie is that what really is your place in all of this is just like. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> you know, but great. You know, I think it's, it's cool that they made indies like this. I feel like, I mean, I hate the term mumblecore, but it, it, that was such a thing that I feel like, I mean, who was making independent films these days set in the 50s on the Jersey Shore about two immigrant Italian brothers in the restaurant, you know? 
Yeah, so like in I the mean, mid '90s, I felt like there was a lot of that stuff going on. Yeah, it was, just wasn't mumblecore though. It cared about acting and well, there was just a yeah, broader filmmaking. concept of what reality could be. I feel like right, like it doesn't have to just be like this. Like, yeah, like you actually had movies like even like do you remember the House of Yes? Oh yeah, yeah. that's based on a play. It's great, it's like right. Parker Posey and Josh Hamilton. It's just uh-huh. broad and like big. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like. I feel like a lot of things, like, we don't take those type of chance. Again, it's the thing about taking risks and taking chances. Like, we do we, we do broadness, but we do it in such a comedic way. Uh-huh. Yeah. That yeah. it becomes, like, we the the broad thing that can still be a movie yeah. is, is a sort of lost art form that I kind of miss. Well, it's that there's not, people aren't educating themselves on the difference of tone anymore and... And, and what do you playing mean? a tone. You mean, I think that people either, either think of things in terms of like this gigantic broadness or a naturalism. So the broadness and, is like Saturday Night Live, or right. like the or the naturalism is just Winter's anything bone, that's like, like yeah, the, 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 right. They, like, yeah. they deny any level of theatricality as having value and yeah, and, right and. Don't enter to that. I think like that's also because of a separation from the theater, and I think that film yes, used to be Ugh. way more but I also connected think that it, to, again, to theater. And again, it's business. Like I think there is a distinction between comedy and drama that's like clearer and clearer. Like there's the McKay yeah. kind of crazy comedy, mm-hmm. McKay Farrell will com- comedy thing, and then there's like the drama thing. Well, he, I, I mean, that guy's it. doing a pretty good job though of trying to. Because he's doing movies now that are like, you know. Well, yeah, but boss. I think that he's not. I, I think that even when McKay does the drama stuff, it, it's it becomes a very different entity. Yeah. Like, I think he's doing a drama thing, but it's not like he's bringing over, like, Will Ferrell or what. To you do know what I mean? Like, the, it's it's a totally different. It's a separate sort exactly. of part of the business. And I think yeah. these, these modes could benefit a lot from each other. Totally. Like, I think that the broad comedies invested with a lot of stakes and a lot of acting could be really interesting. And I think that the like, um, more dramas with people like Brett Gelman who are primarily comedic actors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm playing on the neurosis. I'm just a, I know I, you are. I know okay, you are. Okay, good. What about like the birdcage? Like but a movie I, like the birdcage incorporating kind of these, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that right. is kind of like, like a farce, even, but it's still yeah, like there's even like serious watching acting the, and stakes. But even watching like Monty Python, like those guys are like, I don't know, there's something about that that feels to me like really like acting. The flying circus stuff at least. Like, <clears throat> yeah. even though it's sketch and stuff, I just feel like there are stakes there that is a and and then there are there's comedic performers who aren't good at like I like watching Steve Martin on screen before he started committing more to quote unquote good acting mm-hmm. you know yeah like yeah, Father yeah. of you the mean, Bride like the jerk and like stuff yeah like, like that, that oh yeah. back stuff, when he was more you know oh yeah, yeah. before yeah. he went, Man before he read the Mammoth book and, you know yeah yeah it's true yeah it's true it's true it's true Man with Two Brains that was a good one. This would make a great stage play, actually. When I was watching Big Night, I was like, man, this – if you just tweak a couple of scenes, uh, locations, this would be fantastic Make a great stage. TV show, too. <laughs> Let's adapt it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Eight-episode miniseries. Anyway, Big have night. we been doing this for we four hours? No, we'll finish up, guys. Uh, <laughs> we bought a Big Night. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure, to start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee. Sounds perfect. We finish up with a segment called Five Questions. You can be short in Ooh. your answers. Okay. Right. We'll just go around the room. Nice. First movie you saw in a theater. Wow. Brett? God. Wow. First movie I saw a in a theater. Question. Oh, I think. This is hard. The one I remember, I think. What came out first, the Muppet movie or E.T.? So E.T. was 84 or 83? Yeah, that's a good question. I have no idea. It was either Muppet movie or E.T., I think, that I remember. You saw Muppet movie in the theater. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Did you? Oh, yeah. Wow. I know. You were alive. I know, but I didn't see it in the theater. I don't know why. Yeah, Raiders. Movies that, well, yeah. I we saw just, Raiders. We like, just saw it the other night. I, ra- I saw Raiders, I think, like 13 or 14 How old times in a movie theater. When did Raiders come out? Was it like 87 or something? No, no, no. Raiders. No, it was like, was like, it was like between it was between Empire and Jedi that Raiders no, came out, it? I think. Was it? Yeah, he's, I think he did it between those two movies for sure. This really? is a segment called Listeners Screaming Into Their Cars. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. 82! <laughs> I know. Was it really 82? Okay, Calm I saw down, that everybody. movie. Well, here's the thing. So I, I saw that movie a ton of times there. So that would have been before Jedi came out? I know I was in like the fourth or fifth grade when Raiders came out. And that I would have been 82 out. or 83. What were your guys's? But see, my thing is I, I sort of remember. <laughs> well, I remember. Okay, so it would have been either Raiders or it would have been. I remember going to Return of the Jedi. And missing the first Jabba the Hutt sequence. I think I re- missed and, the Emperor And my friends, sequ- and then I went to school the next How day. How late were you? I was like 25, 30 minutes late. So oh, I, that's for me, the terrible. movie started. <laughs> and my friends and my friends were all like, oh, wasn't that part amazing? And I was like, oh, I missed a couple oh. minutes in the beginning. And they were like, you missed that part with Jabba the Hutt and Han Solo? That was the best part of the movie. And I was humiliated. So what do you got? 81. It, Raiders? Raiders with 81. Whoa. All right, I saw that movie in the theater a bunch of times because my grandma oh, liked wow. the air conditioning. So it would have had to have been Raiders. All right. Yeah, I guess it had to be Raiders for me. That was before E.T.? Yeah. I, yeah, E.T. I think Definitely. it was after E.T. that. Because yeah. he did – didn't he do the what, – what's the Belushi movie? 
1941. And then Raiders straight to Raiders. Because like, they also used to do this thing where they would re-release things. Well, that's true. Like, did Raiders get, like, a re-release Prob- maybe, like, oh, two bet. years uh, later or something? They could probably just... People yeah, I feel like that Couldn't you... What was something. the... What, what, what? I mean, I guess in that time, you couldn't, like, go out and buy... Could you go out and buy Raiders? I mean, no, VHS. There was no was, VHS. So they'd have to re-release to go see it again. Was there? V- yeah. When did v- when does like Blockbuster come in? Like not Blockbuster, but like when do video stores and VHSs come in? I mean, I feel like that was still Laserdisc territory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like pre-VHS. real aficionados and stuff, yeah. like real crazy people. Yeah, I. I yeah. All right, Joe. First movie. Uh, I think mine's gonna really date me, but I'm pretty sure it was Lion King. Okay. Wow. Fair enough. When I was a little Can kid. You- I remember I saw it with my mom, and my mom just tells me the story about when Mufasa dies, just me crying no. for, like, the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. It's just fucking sad. That's really so movie. sad. All that those movies are. Uh, first R-rated movie you saw. <laughs> um, R-rated movie? Yeah. Wow. Do you remember? Wow. Maybe. I don't wow. know. Some people don't remember, and some people is very impactful. Yeah, I remember. I I don't know if it's an R. It, it, Minority Report isn't rated R, but I remember seeing that at a friend's birthday party and being like, "That was so I messed up." Remember. Like with the eyes, him replacing his eyes. Oh yeah, I think I remember the first like drama I saw though, which was like, "I'm going to see a drama." Well, I think was it was it? My Left Foot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I remember the first movie. This is R. I mean, I don't know what R is, but I remember the first movie I saw boobs in. That was a Kentucky Fried Movie. Yeah. Do you remember this movie? Mm-hmm. It was like a yeah. sketch movie, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was like a terrible sketch movie that my friends and I had a copy of when we were like 12 or 13 or something. We were like super excited. First there boobs. Like naked ladies in it. Yeah. yeah. I should change the question up. <laughs> make it first boobs. <laughs> or first drama. Yeah. My Left Foot. I, I mean, I'm sure I saw dramas, but well, I remember you this like one time though. Were you like 12 years old when you saw My Left Foot? Yeah. Well, the first, <laughs> what, but before that, uh, we went crazy. and saw we went and saw King David, which was like Richard Gere oh, as yeah. David. I remember as, that as like the Jewish and, King David. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I went with no. my mother and my father and my sister and my grandpa and grandma. And we went and saw, and there were so many heads being cut off, and I was like a little kid, and my sister was there too, and we were like, "Oh God, this is terrible!" So we left, and then we snuck into Johnny Dangerously. Oh, <laughs> such a great movie, which was one of the best. <laughs> Love it, man. Best theatrical experiences I've ever had, and I remember just like listening to my grandparents yeah. laugh. So hard, and I didn't even understand it, but like the way in which they were laughing, uh, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was like a deep, deep, yeah, the great Michael Keaton. That's right, great Piscopo, Pisc Joe Piscopo, the <laughs> Joe main villain. Piscopo. Wow, I remember seeing Wise Guys in the theater, thinking of a like sleeper, yeah, Brian De Palma movie with Devito and Piscopo. That's right, Piscopo. Like, was that before all the weightlifting? Yeah, 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 pre. Uh, him and, him and Karen. <laughs> him and Karen. Yeah, that's a weird move. It's just like you're a well, comedian. You're on SNL. You just get jacked. Yeah, yeah. Chappelle's not. But Chappelle's not like jacked. he's in the he's gym. Like normal. It's not like he's yeah, roided. It's not like, okay. it's not like the carrot top stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember R-rated? Or uh, did you say one? Yeah, I don't remember R-rated. I don't. I mean, I feel like it was like War of the Roses. I don't know, R-rated? but that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I remember seeing that when I was young. Braveheart, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, that was totally R. Uh, will you guys walk out of a bad movie? Will we? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Of course. Oh, my God. Any, any yes. you care to mention? or 
You don't have to. Oh God, I feel like every barbed five wire, minutes. barbed wire. I <laughs> wow, with out Pam of. Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Why did you walk into that movie? <laughs> I don't know. I think because I was the most bored person on the planet Earth. <laughs> I don't remember. I walked out of that. I mean, there's definitely like, yeah. I actually have very little patience for movies. I think uh, I really for being good or not. Yeah, like if I'm not that invested, I'll just leave. Yeah. I walked out of Beverly Hills Ninja. What was that? Big uh, Chris Farley, which I feel like disrespectful because no, I love. it was probably a terrible movie. Oh, it you was love bad. Him? I mean, I love him. Yeah, I loved him. Yeah, whatever. But you know, yeah. people make bad movies. He died. Yeah, but <laughs> not because he walked out. <laughs> no, I know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, number four, I, I will I tailor it to the guests. So, Joe, uh, favorite favorite guitar or dream guitar? Uh, probably the one that I have, Gretsch right. Corvette, nineteen seventy one. It's like a hard body maple guitar. So you own your Beautiful. dream guitar? I do. I don't need another one. That's great. Yeah, uh, Mr. Harbor, dream stage role. Uh, we've talked about it. Uh, Brett Gelman playing it with Coriolanus. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have totally. you played that role? No, no. It's one that I've never played. I played like a bunch of Shakespeare characters. I did like 16 – when I was in college, I worked at a theater in Maine. We used to do four Shakespeare's in Floating Rap. I did that for four years. So I did 16 Shakespeare roles there. I've done Amazing. Shakespeare in the Park a bunch of times. So I played like Hamlet, you know. I've played just tons and tons of roles in Shakespeare. But Coriolanus is one that so rarely gets done. Mm-hmm. I st- I'm trying to convince the public. Last time they did it, the public was in um, the early '80s with Stephen Burkoff directing, and it was Chris Walken as Coriolanus wow. and Keith amazing. David as. I Alphidius. saw him in Shakespeare in the Park. Walken. It was uh, the only time I've ever been to Shakespeare in the Park. It was when they did the Seagull that year, yeah. where it was. Walk in and Natalie Portman Phil and Meryl Streep and Phil Hoffman. Jesus. And, uh, Mike Nichols directed. God, who else Jesus. was it? They were like, yes. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. I wanted like, to see it. I never. Was it good? Um, yeah. What, the seagull? I mean, like, yeah. well, they're like technically super proficient. Kevin Klein? Like, it wasn't. Yeah. Kevin he was Klein. in it. it. Again, it's this thing where it's like, I feel like with shows like that, it's almost like. Uh, it's almost like the most photographed barn in America. It's like right. at a certain point you can't see the barn anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like so it's like eh, it was good. I didn't have an experience. Like sometimes I walk into plays and I'm like yeah, but it was like fun. you were like, Oh man, these guys are great. They're like doing right. a seagull. Seagull's great. Yeah, yeah. But it, it wasn't I, I it wasn't one of those that was like light electric. It up, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like um I saw my first Shakespeare I've, I saw in the park was Chris Walken and Raul Julia do a fellow. Oh my god. I wow. was thirteen years old and I went down, waited in line with and like I remember like Chris Walken's, like, amazing, but he's completely psychotic. And you know Iago in that play. Like, all they do is say, honest, honest Iago. And I'm like, I would not trust that guy. Right. I just saw Mark Rylance do it. Oh, I bet that's amazing. But but anyway, but Raul Julia, I remember, was, like, kind of terrible. Really? Like, in a huge way. In this way that, like, only great actors can be terrible. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you have to be great to be that bad. Like, he was so big and, like, trying so many things. Raul Julia is, like, one of my favorite actors yeah. as well. Like, Moon Over Parador. Oh. Mm-hmm. That performance in Moon Over Parador is Incredible. insane. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I I would love to do Coriolanus. So, that's so Coriolanus. All right, Brett, I was going to go with something comedy for you, but... No, you can. How about drama? Like, what what famous dramatic film 
would you have loved to have uh, played the the main role in? Ooh. Oh my god, that's a good one. That's a quite of a. <laughs> um, we bought a zoo. We bought a zoo. <laughs> Downsizing as the zebra. The original script. Uh, <laughs> um, I think. I guess I would probably, I would pick Nicholson in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, wow. So that would be a big pick yeah. for me. But that's another one that's, he's very funny in that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's, he's, he's one of the funniest. Yeah. He's definitely, uh, you know, Nicholson in that or, uh, um, you know, uh, I think like, yeah, I'll go with that. Solid pick. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, dudes, movie going 101. When you go to the movies, what's your uh, what's your routine? Where do you sit? What do you eat? I have an anxiety attack about people talking or being on their phones mm-hmm. during the movie. I immediately start scoping the audience. You get pre, like pre-angry? Seek, I get pre-rage <laughs> yeah. when I'm in a theater of any kind. Mm-hmm. Um, it drives me insane Yeah, that people don't know how to be audience members. So you're sitting there pre-angry. So that's my routine. <laughs> All right. So it's me breathing, trying to calm down and be like, okay, like, don't. It's not worth the <laughs> confrontation. Let's not <laughs> Let's not say anything. And uh, yeah. yeah. I don't have that in, in movies, but in live theater plays, like, I get crazy about turning I mean, beyond. Off. That's beyond. I, then I, I will get I mean, I'll even yeah. get, like, even family members or, like, girlfriends or friends. I'll just be like... You know, they'll be like yeah. getting ready. You're all like, like you, you got to, you got to turn it off. <laughs> yeah. To the point, they'll be like, yeah. I'm well, in no, the no, theater no, yeah, in New York, actually, though, at least you've got everybody on your side. Uh, yeah, it's true. on there. It's you true. know, were you going to ask me my favorite comedy role that I would have wanted to do? Yeah, sure. Go ahead, give us that. Do you have well. one? Um, yeah, I would say Blazing Saddles. No, I would say Max Bialystok and the producers, mm-hmm. or or uh, Frederick Frankenstein and yeah. Young Frankenstein. Yeah, Joe, that's Joe could be. Uh, your producing yeah, partner. Home. Yeah, yeah, you could be. You could totally. Home. You guys could totally do that. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll produce that stage. No, I would say zero. I would say zero. All right, that's um, great. What about you guys in the movie movies? routine? Movie, movie routine. Because um, I don't really have a mo- routine necessarily. I don't know. Drinking water, eating a little popcorn, <laughs> man. <maybe. laughs> I got a night out with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Very simple and very uh, yeah. clean. Very simple Amish way to watch a movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We went. We went to the movies. We saw Raiders yeah. rescreened here in Atlanta. Oh, Joe, Joe and I went together at the Joe, Fox. Joe or? picked me up at, at the where was yeah. it? At the Midtown. Yeah, David. T- I texted David. And David was like, "Oh yeah, sure, come over." And then he heard. I was like walking me. I was like walking my day. Yeah. But uh, it was great. We went, but uh, yeah, I bought like chicken fingers and M and M peanuts, <laughs> and Joe would Joe like graciously had a couple M and M's, but I could tell it just killed you. I didn't understand. <laughs> didn't I was like, "Come on, man! No, like, no. let's you know, let's indulge. Let's yeah, watch but Raiders." You were like, I'm just here to watch a movie. It I didn't want to steal all his M and M's. Very Spartan. Um, <laughs> no, I like to. I like. I do like like popcorn. Uh, that's like, like, that's what I'll get on. I like like eating crap during a movie. Yeah, I like to sit relatively in the back. I don't like to be up too close. Um, and I like to. I just have a big thing about being on time. Yeah, maybe it's from Definitely. that traumatic experience with Return of the Jedi or something. Yeah, but like airports, movies, and plays. Yeah, like I am yeah. there a Same half here. hour before. 
and I'm like ready to go and get right. our seats. And if you're running late, it's just yeah. not okay. If, if I'm yeah. like watching a movie at home and somebody's like talking to me during the movie and the movie's playing, I just have no. I'll, I have to pause it yeah. and say, "Okay, what what's going on?" And just because I cannot be, I'm like watching this thing right. or falling asleep. I really can't put on movies and fall asleep because I just watch them. I'm like interested in watching the movie. So yeah. if it's if I'm trying to like fall asleep and I got to put on something. You I know what I do like gonna... to do though, and this is a bad thing for audience members and for everything is when it's a bad movie and I'm with a friend. I do like to make jokes. Like constantly. Yeah. With no, the, sure. I like to be I'll like, do it too. Oh, yeah. yeah, but he's like a real. Yeah, no, well, I'm a hypocrite. You know, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, he seems like a real scoundrel. Uh-huh. Whatever, yeah. You know, sure. but like, yeah, no, if I don't like it, then I'll really yeah. rip it. I'll be I a hypocrite to, and yeah. talk. <laughs> they have a total earned your respect. <laughs> oh, no. I'm a total yeah, I've actually had people shush me. Yeah, no, I'm oh. like, yeah, it's bad. That's so humiliating, too. Because the adrenaline in your body goes like, fight this, fight this. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go like they're absolutely right. Yeah, and there's some mom with her <laughs> being a jerk. Yeah, it's like some mom with her kids is like, yeah, "Hey, sir, can yeah. you quiet down? Exactly. My children are yeah." Yeah, or if you get busted cursing too loud, that's the worst in front of children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you. That, my I think friend. we did it. Yeah, thanks. For, uh, thanks for having us. Uh, when is season three dropping? Never. <laughs> Do you know yet? Never coming out. Uh, yeah, sometime next summer or something like that. All right. I yeah. think I think sometime next year. Uh, I yeah. don't know. They haven't really announced the date. But gotcha. Yeah. So we're still shooting. How's that? That's great. <laughs> we're still heavy in the midst of it. It's happening. Right? It's happening. Yeah. It's going to be, I will say, though, it'll be worth the wait. This season, the scripts have been better than anything we've ever done. Well, season two is better than season one. Yeah. It's just like but this is like better. Season three I mean, is it's like, so crazy awesome. now. That like yeah. the imagination is so huge on these guys. Yeah, like, it's really the stuff amazing. That we get to do is like so the fun. vision of the brothers. I mean, if you like Spielberg, yeah, like this is to me this is more Spielberg almost than Spielberg at this point. Yeah. Like it's more because it is an homage to a ten year period. I think in in Spielberg's life, right? And it and it's just it just so, packs such a punch. I think you yeah. know what I mean. There's so many. It's pretty rare. And it's also we get to do eight hours of it as yeah. opposed yeah. to just a two-hour movie. Yeah, it's fun. We get to do fun. eight hours. It's so huge and it's, this year, it's, too. I think it's a lot more comedic. Oh, I wish I could honestly. talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I wish we could talk about it. It's so good. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All All right, thanks, right, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. That wraps up our official first Stranger Things special. Uh, I'm going to do some more of these. I'm going to get some of the cast and crew in here. Uh, my buddy Craig Johnson is in the art department there and works in uh, with props. And his uh, lovely wife, Karen Freed, also a good friend, she works in the wardrobe department. And they, they both, it's very cute, isn't, isn't it? A couple married working on the Stranger Things crew together. I love it. They also worked on the Stuff You Should Know TV show. That's how I got to know both of them. They're great. I'm going to get each one of them in here separately to get a crew's perspective and uh, on Stranger Things, and maybe I can get another cast member in here, and I can end up having my my series of Stranger Things specials just like I wanted to from the beginning. So I hope you enjoyed this one. Those guys were great, great, great talk about Big Night, a movie that if you have not seen, uh, I hope you go out and see it. It's really, really worth your worth your time. So I hope you dug this, and uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. And until next week, if you haven't checked out Stranger Things, just go binge it, man. Go do it. It's out there. Get yourself ready for season three.
Movie Crush is produced, engineered, edited, and soundtracked by Noel Brown and Ramsey Yunt at HowStuffWorks Studios, Pont City Market, Atlanta, Georgia. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. So should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.